Pink Grandeur in YYFM. You're listening to YYFM. Get ready to embrace the change. Welcome to Let's Talk All Things Menopause, the podcast that's joining the conversation around this transformative journey. Join us as we dive into candid conversations with medical experts, uncovering the science behind menopause's mysteries. Our guests are real people sharing their personal stories, their struggles and challenges that they have overcome. Whether you're facing menopause or supporting someone who is, this podcast is your safe space for knowledge, empathy and empowerment. Tune in and let's talk all things menopause. I'm Lynn Hughes-Williams. My guest today is Emma Locke. She is a friend of mine and I've known Emma now for probably a year and a half, 18 months. And uh, yes, we have a connection as far as menopause is concerned. And she has kindly agreed to come and have a chat and we are going to share some of our experiences. So uh, hi, Emma. Hello. Very brave of you to come and uh, have a chat. So tell me a little bit about your menopause journey. Well, I think I'm 50 now. And I think when I was probably about 43, 44, I started suffering quite badly with anxiety. I was head of finance of a really good business, a chartered accountant. And I found I could still do the work, but just my stress levels were just through the roof. I couldn't deal with my staff's problems. I couldn't regulate the stress levels that were going on, even though the work I was doing, I could do it with my eyes closed. And I couldn't quite get a grip on what was happening to me. At one point, I actually sat on the sofa with my husband and my husband now and just cried my eyes out and said, I think I'm losing my mind. I didn't know what was going on. I was having panic attack after panic attack about nothing, really. I had counselling to find out what my triggers were. And it was all a little bit silly, really, if from somebody else looking on, why was I getting so anxious and and having panic attacks over little tiny things? And then over the next few years, I, I discovered life coaching. I got myself a life coach. I trained to be a life coach and that really helped me. It helped me put things in a, in a line. So mentally it helped me kind of level myself out. But I was suffering from IBS. I was suffering from the lack of concentration. So On some days, my brain would really be on fire and other days it just didn't want to work and I just couldn't concentrate, couldn't focus. Over the years, my eyesight has got worse. My energy levels are so low. I've got um, little dogs. And um, mm-hmm. I got to the point Beautiful where too. Oh, I got to the point where I couldn't go out and run around with them and play with them because I could barely lift, lift my legs. There's lots of side effects that people don't talk about. Yes, yeah. And actually, probably don't realise that they come with menopause. Oestrogen apparently affects every cell in your body, and the more you get to understand that, the more you understand what's happening to you. I've had lack of vitamin D, lack of iron, but fibroids, night sweat. Sweat, day sweats. <laughs> um, we could go on and on. Uh, but as the years have gone on, it all got worse and worse. Uh, I then had a client came in and I've got my own, I'm a makeup artist now and I've got my own studio and do gel nails as well. And I had a client, I was doing her nails and we were talking about, you know, our symptoms. She was a similar age to me and she has done loads and loads of research on 
menopause. And she said, Emma, you have to listen to Dr. Louise Newton's YouTube video. She is absolutely phenomenal. She's a GP who now specializes in menopause and has gone out to the GP practice and just does menopause. So I listened to her YouTube video, the one video, and I thought, wow, it was so interesting. So I went straight back to my doctor. We did all the blood tests and everything else. And I said, um, right, I want, this is what I want. I want estrogen gel and I want progesterone tablets. And she put me on it and my energy levels came straight back up in a flash. Uh, Massive. My anxiety is completely dropped. So I don't have the anxiety. I don't have the lack of energy. The brain fog and the lack of concentration is still there a little bit. I have good days and bad days, but I think... I need to go to a clinic to look into that further because you can take testosterone and I'm not really sure about all that. But that's been my journey over the last seven years. But it took a long time to realise what was going on. Yes, yeah, I can absolutely relate to that. And it's probably only now that I'm doing more research into menopause that, um, yeah, I I can just relate to so much of it. But I've not sought any treatment and no medical practitioners have mentioned menopause to me. No. I would say it was probably when I was 42 and I'm 56 now. And yes, nobody has mentioned menopause. Now, it's been a quite complex journey for me. I've ended up with two major operations. You know, I've lost my parents, you know, over the last couple of years. And so it's been quite cloudy. I developed diabetes as well. So I seem to blame everything on diabetes when in fact... It, what I'm learning now through my research and talking to people, that is probably menopause related. I was um, going back for to the doctors and I was given antidepressants. I was given beta blockers. I was given IBS tablets. I had my bloods done over and over again, but nothing about hormones, just testing everything else, thyroid and all those kind of blood tests. Yes. Um, I even had one doctor laugh at me, not directly at me, but laugh at what I was saying when my tummy was really bloated. And he laughed and said, you know, what I thought couldn't be the case. And it was then really that I changed to a female doctor and she's been absolutely fantastic. And I think there's a lot there's a lot of almost not prejudiced about it, but we do tend to laugh menopause off. We say, oh, if we're just having a hot flush or, oh, it's me, my brain at my age. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's really debilitating and it's a really serious issue. And I think every woman is going to go through it at some point in her life. Some have very, very little symptoms and some ladies, unfortunately, suffer really badly. But everybody will go through that stage in their life. And there have been women who want to commit suicide because of it. Mm, Yeah. According to a study carried out by the Office of National Statistics back in 2021 and reported by ITV, there was, in fact, an increase of 6% over a 20-year period of suicide rates for menopausal women between 45 and 54, which is the average age for perimenopause and menopause. So quite shocking. And it's something we need to stop laughing off and actually taking seriously. It doesn't mean that uh, women are not capable once they get to that stage. It just means that their bodies are preparing them for a big change and they need to adapt to to cope with that. And we can turn it into a positive. It doesn't have to all be negative. But again, it comes down to understanding when you 
have a better understanding of what's going on with your body. You That's know how right. to deal with things differently. That's and, right. And talking about it is so important. So yeah. important. Yeah. And I think you don't, you feel very alone until you talk to other people and they're Absolutely. all having the same symptoms. And then you think, oh, wow, it is just, it's just life. It's just something we need to learn how to live with and deal with. I think my skin personally has been the best it's ever been. <laughs> I have more confidence now to not wear makeup and do everything I want to do because in that side, for me, that side of me has calmed down and I feel much more confident. So there are things that come with our age that are great you yes, know it's yeah. just that transition that we have to go through yes absolutely mm. I mean I've, I've met the point as well now where I don't wear makeup as I used to there was a, a time in my yeah. life where I wouldn't walk out of the door without makeup no that's right whereas now you know my skin is better, yeah. you know. And, I shouldn't uh, say this as a makeup artist. You must no, all come really. to me for your makeup. However, <laughs> <laughs> there, there, are, there are silver linings to this time of life. It's just uh, we have to go through some things to get there. I think the biggest positive has to be no more periods. <laughs> that absolutely yes. has to be absolutely. the one, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. We can wear white trousers now. <laughs> I always remember. <laughs> I used to say to my mother years ago when I was younger, have you ever noticed that it's only women that are over 50 that wear white trousers? I'm convinced <laughs> of that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We're always yeah. too nervous. That's right. Yes, yeah. If ever you got caught out, that would not yeah. be a good thing. Not a good so, thing at all. So there's a good positive as well, isn't there? There is, yes. You know? yes. And I, I think another positive what I'm finding is that women now, they're starting to talk a lot more about it. So you're developing friendships and and having a better understanding, as we've said, isn't Absolutely. it, uh, what's going on in our bodies. Yes. And I, I uh, quite a while ago, uh, myself and another a colleague, associate, we set up a little group and there was about 10 of us ladies who, some people were perimenopausal, some people were menopausal, some post. And we all just had a great little chat. And two or three of the ladies had been real senior level business people and had quit their jobs and and had been almost suicidal and all these kind of stories. The good news on that front is that the government has now appointed the first menopause champion to improve work and support women in the workplace. That has to be a good thing though, Emma, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And then there were some others who had come because they were interested, but actually had had no symptoms at all. But um, I, I don't know what the connection with. I know my sister-in-law, she'll kill me if she knows I've mentioned her. <laughs> <laughs> don't mention no names. She has barely any symptoms at all. But she, I have to say, she cooks everything from scratch. She eats fresh. She runs every day. She keeps herself fit. And um, I would love to have that kind of energy. <laughs> but maybe she's created her own energy. Who knows? Yes. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it is about healthy eating, you know, because they say the bone density changes. Right. So strength training can help. Yeah. So. Yoga. Yes, yes. Yoga has an incredible effect mm -hmm. mentally and physically just to help the body and help the mind through it and in, improve your breathing as well, which is really important. Yes. And I suppose when you think about it, we, we're older now, so we don't have young children that we need to worry about as such, unless you're looking after grandchildren, of course. And so, or dogs. Or dogs. <laughs> 
So we should be able to find the time now to yes. do yoga. Yes. Maybe do strength training. So absolutely, we should, we should make time, time for that. I think it's important now as you get to this stage in life is to take some time out for yourself. Have a bit more me time. Don't feel guilty about taking that time out to have a massage or have a reflexology. Reflexology is incredible, by the way. Have it, having those treatments to just give yourself that five minutes to rebalance. And that's another thing that yoga does. It rebalances you, actually, because your body gets a little bit out of whack. Mm. And all these things just help you to deal with what you're going through. So we're going to move on now to hopefully a lighter note and maybe some funny stories. I think uh, Emma might have one or two that uh, she recalls. Well, I think... Almost every day something happens and I just roll my eyes at myself, really. Um, forgetful is not the word. You know, I forget everything. I forget what I'm saying halfway through a sentence. And then clumsy, I mean, I drop everything. Everything I try and pick up, I drop. Everything I try and put down, I miss. Um, I'm dropping everything and I bump myself on everything. I bump my elbow on every door frame. I've fallen down the stairs. I've fallen down a step in my salon. I've been in the salon five years, but I fell down the step the other day because I forgot it was there. And um, a day or two ago, I literally went to turn the light off as I'm walking past the light switch and I ran my little finger underneath the light switch. I don't know why. It just was the way my hand was and cut at all the end of my finger. Ouch. So I'm, I've never seen so much blood for a little tiny cut on the end of my little finger. There was blood everywhere. It was like a massacre. So I'm trying to bandage it up now and the blood's pumping out and I can't get a plaster on. I'm trying to get things out of the basket. So I spoke to my friend um, whose husband is um, to do with the ambulance and um, he's like, come on, come on, you've got to help Emma, you've got to help Emma. So he's telling me what to do. So I'm trying to do it. And then luckily my stepdaughter come home and um I said, oh, come and help me put this bandage on. Come help me put this bandage on. So she's like, oh, God, if I have to, oh, here we go. So we try and do it. And and I said, she put the, the, the pad on over the top of the cut. And then we were looking for the tape, and the little white um, medical Mic tape. Yeah, you call microport it. tape. Yeah, microport tape, something like that. And uh, we're looking everywhere, looking around the kitchen. I was like, well, I had a year a minute ago. It was literally a year. Going around about five minutes later with this pad on my finger, blood everywhere. And she went, oh. It's hanging on your dressing gown. It was literally hanging off the front of my dressing gown. That's what I'm like. I put things down and they just, they're just gone. I just drop everything. I lose everything. I bump myself on everything. That's something I can relate to, mind, over the years. You know, I, I remember going through a phase of dropping plates and caps and... Filling no, everything. Yes, for no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know whether your eye-to-hand coordination gets affected in some way. Yeah, possibly. And lack of concentration. Yes. I'm not concentrating on what I'm doing. That's right. Yeah. Or I'm thinking of five different things at once. Yeah. yeah. Not focusing on one thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I find is that when I'm driving and, you know, there's this whole joke about, isn't it, women drivers and, you know, you see, <laughs> you see middle East women and they've got their head up against the windscreen and they're driving really slowly and people do joke about women drivers but actually actually I've always been a very confident driver I'll drive anywhere uh, you know I used to drive with a car full of girls and we'd go off on our weekends yes yeah but now if it's perhaps there's rain I'm going through a town where there's traffic lights there's people crossing the road I get a little bit overwhelmed and I get cross with myself because I think well I love driving mm. you know I'm not daft I'm a good driver but it's a becomes a little bit overwhelming and I think that's the the kind of anxiety panic side of it you know you, you I've changed 
I have changed and, and it's quite hard to adapt to in yourself. Yes. But I mean, it can be funny when you go up a curb and you're not supposed to and things like that, but you know, <laughs> it's not great. No, I can relate to that where you're saying about feeling overwhelmed. There's just so much going on sometimes and you think, I can't process all this all at once. Yeah. Whereas before, as you say, it wasn't a problem. No, you just you just fly through life going 100 miles an hour, doing everything in your stride. Whereas now I still do such a lot. You know, I have my two dogs. I've got my own business. Mm-hmm. I'm doing another job on the side. I'm looking after the house. But everything is exhausting. Yes. Because yeah. everything's that little bit harder. I'm sat here today with toothache because my tooth has crumbled with a cut finger because oh, so clumsy. <laughs> um, and we just battle, battle on and we push on through because that's how it is. But it's just good to talk about it and know that actually we're not on our own. That's right. Yes. We're not on our own. And we've just got to... We're not going nuts. <laughs> uh, we're not going nuts. We've got to giggle about it. But actually, it is a serious thing. We've got to take it seriously. But we've also got to know that we're not on our own. And that's the most important thing. Yes. Yeah. Certainly seek medical advice. Absolutely. I think we have to. And that's something Don't hide I've it. not done. So I've learned a lot on this journey now and it's something I'm going to look into a little bit more, you know, for the symptoms that I still seem to be experiencing. Definitely. And I think do your own research as well. I think um, the GPs don't have a massive amount of training on specifically on menopause and they will help you as much as they can, but they will probably refer you to a clinic. So do your own research. And again, Dr. Louise Newton, have a you know, if anybody's interested to have a little read of her stuff, she's brilliant. And it's just keep yourself informed and understand what's going on. Yes. And then you don't feel like you're going mad. You actually understand what's going on with your own body. Yes. One thing I particularly remember is hair loss. Have you experienced that? I haven't. Um, a lot of my clients have. A lot of people talk about hair loss. I've got quite strong hair, always have had. I do think it's a bit thinner than it was, but I'm yes. I'm lucky in the sense that I've got good hair. But a lot of my clients have experienced hair loss. Definitely. Loose teeth was another one. <laughs> well, yes, I can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> but at one point, I remember all of my teeth, honestly, they felt like they were all loose. But as I say, I was putting everything down to being diagnosed with diabetes. Mm. So diabetes has had the fault for just about everything, you know. So I think uh, I have a few more questions that I need to ask, really. When you think that oestrogen affects every cell in your body, it's going to affect you in all different ways. And and we all have certain weaknesses, don't we? And we're all stronger in certain areas. And some people always have, say, earache when they're cold or a bad throat when they have a cold. And I think whatever your weak spot is, it's going to target that, isn't it? I yes. imagine that's my my guess. Yes. I'm not an expert. Yeah. I hope I'm not repeating myself here. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if I am. But as I say, going back to the very early days and, and now when I'm researching, I hadn't heard of perimenopause. So no. had you? No, I hadn't either. And it was only once I was kind of fully in it and speaking to people who had already gone through it that I realized that perimenopause was actually a thing. Mm. Um, so I'm 50 now and I started when I was 43, but I'm still perimenopause. Right. So if you bear in mind, I'm having all the symptoms under the sun, mm. but I'm still bleeding and I'm mm. still 
uh, regular in that sense. I have three nasty fibroids, which are kind of are all part of it. So I have a lot of pain. Uh, but until I think I stop bleeding, all that will still continue to be problems. And this perimenopause period, I think, is your whole body adapting to the change and telling you you have to slow down. But I didn't know anything about that until, well, until I've done some research. Yeah. So you go into it and you really just think, the rug's been pulled out from under me. I don't know what's going on with me and my brain and my body, but something's changed. But physically, everything is working as it always has done. So you don't know what's going on. Because if you stopped your regular bleeding, then you suddenly automatically think, you automatically think that you're menopausal. But of Mm. course... You're having all the symptoms before that you get to that stage. Right. I mean, again, now, I think this should be aimed at younger women now, maybe those in their 30s. So mm. they, when they're approaching it, they have a good understanding of it, isn't it? To understand what's coming yes. and to prepare themselves, really. Yeah. And so they, they don't worry about the symptoms when they're starting to happen, they understand why they're happening because that's a, that's a big part of it. You know, your self-esteem drops and you think, why am I feeling like this? Why am I going through this? What is happening and why can't I cope with that like I used to? Well, if they understand about perimenopause, they'll understand that they're their levels of being able to cope will be a little bit less, yeah. you know, as they get get older. But they learn about the ways to cope with it as well, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, coping it's like, strategies. And, it's like life skills. It's like yes. learning life skills. And uh, I think women need to have that extra level of, of skills, if you like. Yes, yeah. It's knowing um, that they have people to talk to now, isn't it? Whereas oh, yes, as perhaps well. you and I didn't, you no. know. No, and I don't even think our parents' generation talked about it at all. No, um, no I even, don't recall a conversation at all. No, even now, if we talk about it amongst ourselves, when the parents are around, they kind of, oh, you know, we never went through that. But they, but then in another conversation, they'll let something slip. So they clearly did, but they don't like to talk about it because it wasn't the done thing to talk about it. No, it's a very taboo subject, wasn't it? It was. And it's good now that people are talking about it and it's becoming more understood Yes, yeah, understanding is paramount, I think, isn't it? It's very you know. important. Yes, the veil is gradually being lifted it off is. this taboo subject, isn't it? It is, it That's is. good. So I'm, I'm quite intrigued now about HRT. So tell me a little bit more about your experience with HRT. Positive? Yeah, so I... I would sit and I do my clients and I get all my bubble out because I just want to be bubbly and happy around my clients and, and, um, you know, have that buzz. And then the minute they leave, I'd be like, oh, that's it. (laughs) My head in my hands, um, just, just takes everything out of me because I had nothing left. So I, um, anyway, uh, you know, we've been through all this. So I had the, I've got the HRT, I've got the estrogen gel, the progesterone tablets. And within about two weeks, my energy levels just rose massively and um, uh, the girl I work with was laughing her head off at me all the time saying oh my word you're just like Tigger you're just bouncing around the <laughs> salon and I, I had so much energy I thought I was going to explode it was amazing I felt like I didn't have hadn't had this energy for such a long time for years 
And I, I was walking the dogs the one day and I, of course I'd been going out and I could barely lift my leg. And there was a time where I used to run with them through the woods. Not, not massively. I've never been a runner. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not that that much of a fitness woman. So I went out with the dogs one day. So I'd been going up the fields and I could barely lift my leg. And there was a time when I used to go up the woods and play and run about with them. Uh, and I just realized that I just wasn't doing that anymore. So I started taking the HRT and I was walking up the high street, actually. And I ran with the dogs just to give them a little bit of a blast at the pavement. There was nobody around, I just like to add. It was like really quiet time. And I suddenly realized I was running. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm running up the high street. It was like, yay. I finally got enough energy to run up the high street. And yeah, uh, yeah that was amazing. So about two or three weeks after starting to take the estrogen, the my energy levels were on another planet. Like amazing. Oh. I've got my energy back. That's quite a short space of time, isn't it? You know? Absolutely. And um, a friend of mine has just started taking it as well. And she was feeling the same. And I said, why don't you give it a go? Because, you know, you seem to be having all the symptoms that I was having a couple of years ago. And she's she's finding exactly the same. It's suddenly giving her her energy back. And it just brings down those stress levels as well. It doesn't work for everyone. I know that. And I think some people work with patches. Some people work with the gels. Some work, people work better with the sprays. But for me, the gel has been fantastic. Now, there has been some talk about shortages of HRT. Have you had any experience with that? There was one one time when I needed to reorder and they didn't have any in the surgery and they couldn't get it because I go to the, the, the local surgery in the doctors. Um, they didn't have any there and they could, they were trying to get it in desperately, but they couldn't get it. I was going on a holiday. I, in fact, if I remember rightly, I think I was going on honeymoon. So it was just leading up to my wedding and my honeymoon. Uh, late wedding, I like to say, not second wedding. <laughs> Um, and I managed to find some in the boots chemist and I literally went running, dri dri driving very fast, not, not over the speed limit, obviously, obviously. Um, back down to the uh, doctor's surgery to get my prescription and take it back to boots. And I had their last bottle out of the, off the boots shelf, um, you know, the pharmacy in boots. So, but that was my only experience ever since then. They've given me sort of three or four months in a in a block so I've had quite a long a, a lot of product in one go so they do it now they blood test you and give you a batch each time rather than every month having to request it so that's worked okay. better oh, but that's yes good. there were there were shortages at one point but that seems to have seems to be better now yeah oh, thank goodness that caused anxiety in <gasps> itself in itself it? I know <laughs> <laughs> who needs menopause when you haven't got HRT <laughs> so for those women who have yet to approach menopause if they feel that they're beginning to get symptoms, what would your advice be to them from your personal experience? I would say the most important thing is not to beat yourself up. If you're starting, if your stress levels or your anxiety levels are starting to rise a little bit, try and understand, try and do some research and don't beat yourself up. And I think one of the big cycles with anxiety, panic attacks and that is the more you beat yourself up about it and the more you worry about it, the worse they get and the worse the symptoms get and your self-esteem drops and then you get more panic attacks and it's a big vicious circle so um is not beat yourself up do your research understand what's happening to you and embrace it and go with it and just be open with the people around you you know we're not asking you to to moan every day about how you're feeling but i mean nobody likes that do they <laughs> but, <laughs> but 
be open with your partner or your friends because believe me, you won't be on your own. And if your partner, if you're with somebody and they understand, they can do their own research if they're struggling with it. But at least they know what you're going through. My husband was very funny. He he rang me the other day and he'd seen a video somewhere and it was going through all the symptoms of menopause. I don't even know if it was something to help the husbands. I don't even know. I don't know what he was watching. But anyway, it, I think it was for work. And he literally rang me to tell me because he'd gone down the list and gone tick, tick, tick. Tick on everything. He said, yes, you have every symptom. And I was like, I know, I have been telling you. <laughs> but he understood then that I wasn't making it up, that I that he could see that I was actually going through all those different things because he's actually experienced me going through it. But you have to be open. If you keep it to yourself, you just you just bundle it all up and it gets worse. So I would say for the youngsters coming through who are not yet there, not yet starting perimenopause, just just go with it. Don't beat yourself up about it. It happens to most of us ladies. Not all, just so on that note, thank you, Emma, so much for sharing your experience with us and our listeners. My pleasure. Thank My you, pleasure. Emma. You have been listening to Let's Talk All Things Menopause. To hear more, please press the subscribe button to ensure you are notified of the next episode. Diolch am rando i YYFM am fwy o gynnwys fel hyn i ddiliniad lein ac i arael ni wybod beth o'ch chi gwywed nesaf it's yyfm.com Thanks for listening to YYFM. For more content like this, to follow us online and to tell us what you want to hear more of, visit itsyyfm.com.